Hi everyone, this is Justin Vaughn with MirrorMed Global Services. Our article for today is entitled, An Uncertain Sound, Contradictory Signals in the Battle Against COVID. Let's begin. For millennia, trumpet-type instruments have played an important part in military history. In ancient times, a ram's horn was often used. In more recent centuries, the bugle was deployed. Such an instrument was used in the famed Charge of the Light Brigade. It was used throughout the Civil War and at Custer's Last Stand. As strange as it might seem, the bugle was in use as late as the 1950s when masses of Chinese troops would follow its sound into battle upon the mountains of Korea. The beauty of the bugle lies in its ability to broadcast a specific message so that large numbers of troops can hear and act in unison. There was a tune for rising, a tune for attack, and a tune for retreat. This is why mastery over the instrument was crucial. If one were inept at blowing the tune corresponding to the orders being given, confusion would ensue. Some may push forward while others fall back. Today, instructions coming from leaders in the halls of government and industry are broadcast through multiple media. The bugle has been retired. In its place, we have Zoom meetings, press conferences, and news releases. In the midst of a declared health emergency, it is more important than ever to receive direction from our leaders that is both consistent and supportable. Vacillation and mixed messages are not a good look. The question is, are recent announcements concerning the ongoing COVID event creating confusion among the general population and even among healthcare workers? This section is entitled, Conflicting Messages. When the pandemic first hit, multiple leaders and news outlets broadcast the catchy phrase, two weeks to flatten the curve. Then weeks turned into months and months turned into a year. Granted, when circumstances on the ground change, we must be willing to adapt in order to meet the new challenges. No question about that. The problem comes when mixed signals are being sent about the science. We were told early on by a leading epidemiologist that paper and cloth masks were ineffective in containing the spread of the virus, but Later, that same epidemiologist called for mask mandates. According to a November 18, 2020 WebMD article, Pfizer indicated early on that its COVID injection therapy, commonly referred to as a vaccine, was, quote, 95% effective and has no serious side effects, end quote. But now we're told that fully inoculated individuals will still have to wear masks and socially distance. In addition, the safety claim has now come into question. For example, Pfizer's former vice president and chief scientist for allergy and respiratory, Dr. Michael Yaden, has repeatedly advised people against taking the drug maker's COVID jab, warning of long-term effects that pale in comparison to contracting the virus itself. This section is entitled, Confusing Numbers. The Centers for Disease Control and Prevention, or CDC, maintains a database that acts as a repository for adverse reactions to vaccines. Known as the Vaccine Adverse Events Reporting System, or VAERS, 
It relies on self-reporting by providers. As of mid-April, the CDC's own VAERS database reported 3,005 deaths from the COVID vaccines, with tens of thousands of individuals complaining of side effects ranging from mild to serious. However, a 2011 study performed by Harvard Pilgrim Healthcare Incorporated for the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services stated that fewer than 1% of all vaccine adverse events are reported to the government. If that study is legitimate and still applicable these 10 years later, the 3,005 deaths and tens of thousands of other adverse events would translate to a much higher number. On the other side of the argument, many would protest that the VAERS numbers are actually inflated and do not accurately reflect true deaths or adverse events that are demonstrably due to the vaccines. Still others would point out that this number, if true, is actually somewhat acceptable when compared to the tens of millions of Americans who've received the injection therapy. Either way, informed Americans who listen to doctors and scientists on both sides of the argument are understandably conflicted. This section is entitled, Concerning Science. As an indication that some of these injection therapies are getting a second look, one need only look at the recent decision by our own government. Officials at the U.S. Food and Drug Administration, or FDA, submitted this month a request to Emergent Biosolutions to institute a temporary halt in the manufacture of materials used to make the COVID jab. The FDA intends to use this pause in production to get a closer look at Emergent's facility in Baltimore, where some 15 million Johnson & Johnson vaccine doses were corrupted, according to a Securities and Exchange Commission filing released on April 19. The biotech company has reportedly agreed to the stoppage and has also quarantined all material manufactured at the facility. It's unclear how long the pause at this particular plant might last. However, this is not the only issue cited as a concern with this particular vaccine. Due to a reported link between the Johnson & Johnson vaccine and blood clots, the FDA put a temporary halt on the use of the company's COVID injections on April 13. Another turnabout in the battle against COVID was reported recently by the New York Times. The news outlet chronicled the demise of a once promising treatment for the virus. The U.S. had invested approximately $800 million in the use and distribution of 722,000 units of, quote, convalescent plasma, end quote. However, the results of the experimental therapy have proved disappointing. As a result, several hospitals are now dropping this plasma program. In addition, on April 16, the FDA revoked the emergency use authorization for a type of therapy entitled BAMLANIVIMAB. We'll just call that uh, B. MV for short, when administered alone due to a sustained increase in COVID viral variants in the U.S. that are resistant to this antibody therapy. The FDA determined that the known and potential benefits of BMV, when administered alone, no longer outweigh 
the known and potential risks. The FDA indicates that alternative monoclonal antibody therapies remain appropriate to treat COVID patients, and healthcare providers may continue using uh, other therapies when administered together, and it lists uh, a couple of those combinations. You can go to their website to check that out. The upshot of all this is that there is a constantly changing message being sent to the American people as to appropriate protocols, therapies, efficacy, and dangers. Hospitals will need to continue to monitor the latest research and the latest numbers. As always, the ability to quickly adapt will be the key to maintaining stability, regardless of how this all turns out. We at MedMed Global Services work with hospitals every day to improve processes so they are better positioned to pursue excellence on behalf of their patients. If you are curious about what we have to offer, please check out our website at www.miramedgs.com or you can reach out to us at info at Thank you.